0: Bonjour, Ogimau Penasey and Dejnikaz, Magician Totem, Vancouver and Donji. This is episode 12 of Mushroom Heaven. I'm calling this one Vancouver House. Okay, so essentially Vancouver House is a major project in downtown Vancouver. It's right by the Granville Street Bridge, and the architect. Who designed it apparently is like this world-class architect uh, something like the top five I believe that's what I was told and yeah so it's kind of a weird shaped building right it's almost like an inverted pyramid right subtly um, you know the um, floors get bigger as you go higher and there's three other smaller buildings right building two is the rental Building three and four is like commercial and business, right? And there's also going to be a London Drugs there. So, yeah, it's it's a major project, right? And it's uh, the general contractor is Icon, Icon Construction. They're a big company. I believe they have about five or six projects on the go in Vancouver. Um, and that's the extent of my knowledge. I'm not sure if... Um, If they have products in other cities and and things like that, right? Um, Okay, I just got to pause this for one second. Sorry about that So yeah, um, I started there about a year ago, right? I was subcontracting through a company called embers Uh, They're essentially an employment agency, right? They find people work Uh, very friendly staff Um, I've had nothing but uh, good experiences with them. They are awesome. So yeah, um, before I went to Vancouver House, I was at a site in South Van uh, for a company called West Group and they got like a 15 year project going on out there, right? They got multiple towers going up, they're building an entire section of the city. Uh, I was there for a couple months and then um, they didn't need me anymore so uh, Ember sent me to Vancouver House. So when I got there, uh, my first day, there was four of us, right, that got sent there. And apparently there was a mistake. I guess they didn't need us. But uh, the general foreman there, or uh, the labor foreman there at the time, his name's Tim, uh, decided, he's like, oh, I guess I could use you guys for the day. I'll keep you busy, right? So it's like, oh, Okay. And so the three other guys I was working with, uh, there was these two um, parolees, right? They're former inmates, and the other guy was just some older white guy. He was kind of lazy, didn't really want to do much, and uh, he got busted on his phone his first day, and so they didn't ask him to come back. So, yeah, uh, the first day we basically did general cleanup around site. Uh, the lead hand that I was working with was my who be, he later became my buddy. His name's Moku right? So he's the lead hand and, you know, he's kind of in and out throughout the day and it's like, okay, clean this floor and da-da-da-da-da, right? And yeah, so suffice it to say, I was doing a lot of work, right? Because that's just the way I am. I like to keep busy. I want to keep busy because it makes the day go by faster and I just feel productive and I take pride in my work. The other guys, however, didn't really do much. And there was a few times when, when Moku came back to check up on us that, uh, the two parolees were sitting down. Right. And it's just like, you know, I'm just plugging away. Right. Just plugging away. And so the end of the day came and, um, you know, Tim was like, okay, uh, you can come back. And he looked at me. He's like, we want you to come back. The other three. No, thanks. Yeah. they'll See you later. Right. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, I go back the next day. Um, You know, and and I just did a regular day at work. And then I think it was the third day I was there. (laughs) I was vacuuming the stairs on level 45, right? And at the time, there was no windows on that floor. Uh, It was just a concrete slab, whatever, right? And so I'm just vacuuming the stairs for uh, silica dust. And so I thought it was okay to smoke up there, right? Because I did the orientation and they said there's no smoking in the building where there's uh, windows, right, and drywall. And so on this floor where I was at, there was none of that, right? It was just an open bare uh, floor. So anyways, I'm vacuuming and uh, I'm having a smoke. And I guess in that time, uh, one of the guys from another trade, I'm pretty sure it was FDG, And uh, yeah, they reported me to safety. They took a picture, and so the evidence is there, right? So I get called to the office, and I'm like, "What the hell? It's it was only like one o'clock or something." So I was like, "Hey, it's not the end of the day. So what's going on?" I get down there, and safety's like, "Yeah, we gotta suspend you for two days for smoking in the building." Da 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 da. Right? I'm like, "Oh, huh? Okay." Uh, But Tim was like, Hey, no, we want you to come back though. Like, like I, I, there's nothing we can do about this. It sucks, but we want you to come back. So I was like, okay, no problem. Right. So I go back to the Embers office. I tell them what happened and they're like, Oh, okay. They're like, do you want to take a hoist course? I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, when is it? And they're like, Oh, it's uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Of the following week right and this was on a Friday so it worked out perfectly so my suspension was spent taking a hoist operator course right and essentially what a hoist is it's an external elevator that they use on construction sites right Uh, it's used to bring materials into the building and to get workers to their floors and yeah so it's a pretty straightforward uh, course right You learn a lot about the different aspects of the hoist, the different parts, um, what to do in these different types of situations. But yeah, essentially you're just operating an external elevator, right? You go up, you go down, you open the door, and go from there, right? And so yeah, I got my hoist ticket. Uh, Once the course was done, I went back to Vancouver House, and the uh, general foreman at that time, his name was Gordon, and he kept asking me, he's like, Oh, did your hoist ticket come in yet? Did your hoist ticket come in yet? <laughs> and I was just like, Uh, no, I'm still waiting for it in the mail and da, 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 right? Cause I passed, right? I knew that I passed, but it was just a matter of, of having them, uh, send it in the mail. And then I'm taking about four weeks, right? And so by this time, you know, I'd established myself on site as a hard worker, right? A skilled laborer, right? There was a lot of concrete chipping. Uh, You know general cleanup things of that nature and so I did that for about um, Actually, yeah, I got on the hoist pretty quick there. Yeah, so I don't know I think I did labor work for maybe like two months my first two months there and then uh, one of the uh, hoist operators uh, went on holiday a long holiday like a three or four month holiday or something and They're like, okay, we need a hoist operator. So at first they tried this other guy right his name's Stefan and he's an okay guy you know I have no problems with him but I guess um, you know he was making a lot of mistakes and uh, a lot of the trades were getting mad at him and stuff right so one of the uh, site supers oh yeah the site super of FDG uh, his name's Vic he's like hey uh, do you want to run the hoist I was like and then at this time I was only doing it part-time right I was just covering the breaks right lunch breaks and then um, yeah So I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, yeah, sure, Uh, I can do that, right? And he's like, okay, I'm gonna put in a good word for you at the next trade meeting, and we're gonna get you in the hoist, right? I was like, cool. And sure enough, uh, at the end of the day, uh, Tim and Gordon uh, came and talked to me. They're like, hey, you know, this is the situation. Uh, You know, you seem to have more um, knowledge of the hoist, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, done, right? So I became the full time hoist operator and i was an awesome hoist operator man i was fast i was on the ball i helped right when people were carrying stuff in there i helped i got my hands dirty right i wasn't scared to get my hands dirty and you'd be surprised at how many hoist operators they they strictly just operate the switch right the little toggle they got there and that's all they do and they'll stick to their guns they won't lift a finger outside of that Right, but I wasn't like that. I was like, no, man, I want to get this job done. I want to be productive, and uh, you know, kind of went from there. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I I, I did a lot. Oh yeah, I did twelve Saturdays in a row. Right, so I did six day work weeks for twelve weeks on the hoist uh, in the summer of two thousand eighteen, <laughs> and I killed it in overtime. Holy crap, man! I made a lot of money. And uh, yeah, it was great, right? It was awesome, <clears throat> and so so yeah, that kind of went like that. Uh, one day, one of the guys from FDG um, was on the hoist, and he said he was uh, working. With, he was going to change companies. He was going to work with a buddy of his doing glazing, and that he wanted me to join him, right? And he said he could pay me twenty five bucks an hour. Da, da 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 right, promising the world. And for whatever reason that day, I don't know why, but I was like, okay, even though I had a good setup at Vancouver house with the hoist operator, like I was, everything was okay there, but you know, he offered me a, an opportunity and I figured, you know what, why not? You know, it's a trade, it's a career, right? And so that day I quit. And uh, the next morning, I went to meet up with this guy, right, at the uh, SkyTrain. Well, actually, I was meeting his boss at the SkyTrain, and then we were going to meet him at the job site. And so at first, they told me the job site was in Richmond. So I was like, okay. And then I find out later, they're like, oh, no, it's in Abbotsford. And I'm like, Abbotsford? I was like, man, I live in downtown Vancouver. Like man that is such a long commute like what I had at Vancouver house was just you know a 20-minute bus ride and I'm there right and so I was like all right whatever I was like I already made the decision so I was following through with it so they told me to meet at the SkyTrain I was at six in the morning right at uh, what was it Hold'em station and so I get there you know there's nobody around I'm like okay And so, you know, I wait about 15 minutes, right? So I called the guy who convinced me to take this job, right? I was like, hey, what's going on here, man? You told me to be here at 6. It's now 6.15. Like, what's going on here? He's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, uh, uh, give me a second. You know, and so he's going to call his buddy or whatever. So, you know, I hung up, waited about five minutes, and then I decided to call the boss directly, right? I was like, hey, uh, what's going on here? Like, you know, he said to be here at six o'clock, I'm here, and he's just rolling out of bed, right? And just the way he was talking and just the way he sounded, something just didn't seem right. Like, it just seemed off. I could sense it. And I was like, you know what? It was, yeah, It was, at this time, it was like 625. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I just hung up and I just left, right? I, I blocked them both. I deleted both their numbers. I was like, screw them. I was like, some fish going on They're just whatever, So, I get on the phone, I phone Tim, right? At Vancouver House. I'm like, hey Tim, uh, this job opportunity didn't work out. Uh, I'm sorry I quit on short notice, da 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 da. can I come back to work? He's like, yes, what time can you be here? I was like, I'm already up, I have everything, I'll be there on time at 7.30. And he's like, okay, see you then, right? So, I get back to uh, Vancouver House, Thinking I was gonna go on the hoist, I went to go grab the radio for the hoist and then somebody stopped me. Uh, the for- Oh, by this time, the former hoist operator had come back from holiday, but he was gonna be a laborer, right? Because he'd been gone for a long time. But instead, they're like, oh no, uh, he's back on the hoist. I'm like, oh, okay. And I guess uh, the head honcho, uh, the big wig at Vancouver House, the the super, super super wherever the top guy is, uh decided that because I quit or whatever that uh, I didn't deserve to go on the hoist right so it's kind of like I was being punished or something and so I was like okay whatever and so yeah I did labor work for a while for like a week right did labor work I so saw I was working under Moku again right he was still the lead hand one of the lead hands and I liked working with him and stuff right so yeah did that for about a week and then Moku got another job right he he's uh, got a job offer doing something in line with his education right like he studied physics And so it's like, okay, he's leaving. And Tim approaches me, he's like, hey, do you wanna be a lead hand? I was like, sure, okay, yeah, why not? He's like, okay, so we'll give you the same rate that you were getting on the hoist, right? Which was 21 an hour. And so, yeah, you know, so I became a lead hand. Uh, You know, at first it took a little getting used to, right? Uh, There was a feeling out process. Uh, but over time, uh, there was a learning curve, and I became very good at it. And I became very good at delegating tasks to certain people uh, based on their strengths and stuff, right? And I, and I mixed it up so that people would be engaged in the work instead of doing the same thing every day, right? So they could do have a little variety and stuff, right? And over time, as I developed my leadership skills, um I started validating my workers every day right you know little things right like oh man awesome okay yeah this looks good all right okay let's go do the next thing right you know um and say things like you know uh you know i appreciate their hard work and stuff right just little things that you know make the team strong right and uh taking the time you know to have conversations with them you know developing relationships and stuff right and, you know, kind of going like that. So I had a very strong team um, in, in this last little while, right? And so, okay, you know, I'm, I I become the uh, lead hand for building three and four. Uh, I get moved up in title to the senior lead hand, right? Uh, still getting the same pay, but, you know, now I'm a senior lead hand, right? I've been there long enough and, and that kind of thing. And so... Yeah, everything's going fine. Everything's going fine, right? You know, and there have been times where the site supers would come directly to me to get something done because they know I'll get it done, right? Um, You know, so there was that. Um, and I was working with the foreman of other companies, you know, things that they needed to get done, right? You know, they, they just knew if they, if they told me that I would get it done, right? That's just the kind of person I am. I was working really hard. I was getting a lot of things done in building three and four. I was doing things that Tim what didn't even realize I was doing, right? That was helping the project and uh, that kind of thing, right? And so one of the issues that we've been having there is one of the lead hands there. Uh, she is not a leader and she scolds her workers. She humiliates them, uh, gives them dirty looks. You know, she's always got this fucking sour face. It's like, oh my God, grow up. Like, what's your problem? And so anyways, like, I think it was like, three or three or four maybe five of her workers approached me and asked me if they could work on my team right they didn't want to work for her anymore they're like hey can you can you help me out here <laughs> right and i was like oh okay and I, you know so i'm talking to them trying to figure out what's going on and they're telling me all this stuff right you know so she'll be vague with her instructions to be like oh go clean 25. And that's it. Right. She won't be specific, even though she got specifics from Tim, she'll just give them vague instructions and then they go up there and then she'll come up there after and start pointing out all the things that were done wrong. Right. And, and just making them feel like nothing. You know what I mean? Making them feel like shit. Right. Meanwhile, she's supposed to be there supervising and directing, but she can't even do that, right? And so she has Tim wrapped around her finger, right? Like, she totally does. And, um... Yeah, so, you know, I was talking to some of the other lead hands. Oh, and I also, and other people noticed this too, right? So it wasn't just me, but yeah, you know, a lot of the times, you know, she's on her phone, right? she's wandering around, just doing nothing, flirting with guys, right? That's what she likes to do. She likes to go flirt with the guys, even though she's kind of ugly, right? (laughs) Uh, But, you know, there's not much women on site, so guys are going to, you know, whatever. So that's the situation. So I've told Tim about this a few times, Right. You know, I was like, hey, man, like something's got to be done about her because she's not contributing to the overall picture of what we're trying to do here. And it's not just me who notices this. Right. And for whatever reason, you know, he took the uh, diplomatic approach and he was always, you know, whatever. He he just he he doesn't has no backbone. Right. He's soft. And so it's like, okay, um, this last time, it was like, hey, you know what? Me and a few of the other lead hands are thinking of leaving if you don't do something about Caitlin, right? I didn't want to get her fired. I just wanted to get her demoted to laborer because that's when, you know, that's where she should be at, right? She's not a lead hand. She's just not. And so he's like, whatever. So I talked to him on the phone, whatever. He calls a meeting at the end of the day yesterday. Right. It was the end of the day. Everybody was going home. And so I was like, okay, so go there and all the other lead hands are there. Right. And then he brings safety in. Right. And he starts going off on this speech. Right. About all this stuff about this, that, and the other thing. Right. We need to work as a team. Blah, blah, blah. And this is what really pissed me off. Uh, Yesterday, or no, Wednesday, there was a safety meeting, and I took five minutes to speak about leadership, right? And my message was directed at her, even though I was talking to the whole group. And so, yeah, I did my little spiel, and it was strong, it was well-worded. People came up to me afterwards, and they were like, hey, man, that was awesome. Like, I'm really glad you said that. Like, you know, that person really needed to hear that, right? And so I felt good about it. (laughs) Meanwhile... Um, I guess she must have told Tim. And so anyways, when Tim was doing his spiel yesterday at the lead hand meeting at the end of the day, he basically started saying things like, "Oh, just because you read a book or you attended a seminar, you know, doesn't make you a leader. You know, you got to take college courses and you got to do this and you got to do that." Meanwhile, you know, I have five and a half years of university education, right? I have previous leadership experience from when I was in the Indigenous Student Association, right? Also some of the work I did on my reserve uh, under governance and stuff, right? Uh, the work I did at uh, Aboriginal Front Door you know, as the executive assistant, like I, I took leadership in those positions. I did things that were representative of a leader, right? Because I, I feel like I'm, I'm a natural leader combined with the knowledge of, of the books that I've read on leadership and stuff, right? Some really good stuff out there. And so, yeah, you know, after he said that, you know, he did his big spiel and I felt like he was putting me on the spot. I felt like he was whatever, right? And he said, does anybody got a problem with that? I stood up. I said, "This is my last day." And I walked out, right? I went back to the lockup, <laughs> grabbed my stuff, right? Grabbed everything. And uh, one of my workers was still there, right? Cool guy I talked to. And uh, anyways, so we're walking, right? Down down. We're walking off site. And we you know we're just chatting. We're chatting about chicks and stuff, right? Like we just, you know, we that's what we talk about. <laughs> and uh, you know, and then I had this like uh, moment of inspiration or whatever you want to call it. I was like, hey man, I was like, check this out. So I picked up my phone and I like showed him who I was calling, right? So I called Tim, right? Put the phone to my ear. Kind of let it ring, let it ring a few times. He's like, hello? I was like, I went to university for five and a half years, you piece of shit, fuck you. And I hung up, right? And Buddy there, he just looked at me. He's just like, oh, my God. he just like he couldn't believe what I just said to Tim, right? <laughs> like the boss. Because, you know what? Screw that guy. You know, screw him. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. And there's so much things going on under his command that he's not even aware of. He's very ignorant. And I think um, this is what my job coach told me. He said, you know, because I told him the story. And he's like, you know what I think? I think he's threatened by you right? Because he sees my potential. He sees what I'm capable of, right? And I, and I, and I think he's, I think he's right. Yeah, I think he is threatened by me. And so, you know, With that being said, you know, I I didn't go to work today and you know, it is what it is, but I didn't talk to my job coach and he knows the developer or one of the owners of Icon or something, right? So he's gonna talk to him and see if he can smooth things out. And if I end up going back, I will not be working under Tim, that is for sure. I'll be working directly under a site super or something, right? And uh, yeah, because from the feedback I've gotten on site and I'm just paraphrasing what they told me, you know, I I, I am a good worker, right, I do try hard, I do take pride in my work, and uh, I really do enjoy being a lead hand, like I really do, you know, someday, you know, my goal was to become a foreman, right, Um, and you know, that's still kind of on the agenda, but it seems like my life has taken a bit of a turn, right, with this, uh, with the various other things that I have going on, right. And so who knows? Who, who knows? Like uh, anything can happen here, right? So wherever the chips fall, the chips fall. But I know at the bottom of my heart that everything's going to be okay, right? And so I just want to take this time once again to thank everybody who's given me feedback, who's listened to the podcast and given me constructive criticism because I listen to the criticism. I do. I take it into account. And I'm doing my best to integrate that knowledge into the podcast, right? and um, continuing to refine it, continuing to fine-tune it. And with that, I say thank you very much for listening to Mushroom Heaven.